Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. If your ERP implementation is in trouble, the good news is that there are some things you can do to get the project back on track. But what exactly is it you need to do to recover your ERP implementation? That's what I'm going to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach their third stage of digital transformation success. And one of the service offerings we provide to our clients as a consulting firm is helping them get their ERP implementations on track. A lot of times we're hired by clients who have already started down the journey of implementing new software, but they've gone off track along the way. And in some cases, they've experienced some sort of massive failure. So they'll hire us to come in and assess and figure out what they need to do to get the project back on track from a technology agnostic and independent perspective. So that's one thing we have to think about is what do we need to do when our project's on track and what are the things we can do in the low hanging fruit we can leverage to help get the project back on track. So what I want to do today is talk about the steps in the process of getting your project back on track so that you can ultimately start to move forward in a more effective manner. For more tips on how to make your ERP implementation more successful, I encourage you to download our 2024 Digital Enterprise Operations Report. It's a report we publish each year that contains a number of best practices to help your ERP implementation be more successful. And it also contains a number of software comparisons and rankings to help you decide what software might be best for you, as well as ways to implement software more effectively. So you can find that paper by scanning the QR code in front of you, or you can go to the links below. So a lot of times when we go into clients, they tell us that our project is failing or it has failed. And we oftentimes will first ask, why do you think it's a failure? What are the problems with your project right now? So that's where you really need to start is to define the problems that you are experiencing or seeing with your ERP implementation. So for example, some of the common problems that organizations face is that they're spending too much money. That's one. It could be that they're behind schedule. It could be that the software is not working right. It could be that end users or employees don't know how to use the system. So the understanding of the system is flawed. And ultimately, we want to understand not just a laundry list of what we think is wrong with the project, but also start to quantify how bad these problems are. For example, if we think we're spending too much money, well, how far off budget are we? What is our run rate on the project right now? How much are we spending on this project each month versus where we thought we'd be at this point in the project? When we look at the schedule, same thing. We want to look at what milestones have we missed? Where should we be in the project right now? What milestone are we currently stuck at that we can't seem to get past? We really want to be as specific as possible when we're defining the problems, because ultimately that's going to inform the other steps that I'll get to here in just a moment. But the first step is to really coalesce with your team and to brainstorm with your team to understand collectively what are the major problems. And these are really going to be more like the symptoms that you're trying to understand so we can get to the root causes of the symptoms and really attack those root causes. So what I'll do next is talk about what the steps are once you've clearly articulated what the problems are. I'll talk about what the steps are now to remediate from there. So 
So the first step in starting to really remediate the project after we've defined what the problems are is to assess. We want to assess what the problems are, not only that, but also what the potential solutions might be. So this is step one, is assess. And this is where we look at things like taking the problems that we've identified and really starting to get to the assessment or the root cause of what the real problem is. So in other words, if we say we're spending too much money, why are we spending too much money? It, was the plan wrong? Do we have too much staffing from outside consultants on the project? Are we not having any sort of visibility or governance over how outside consultants are billing us for the project? Those are all things we have to really understand and get to the bottom of so that we can remediate from there. So some examples of the assessment you might do would be you know, project governance is lacking, for example. It could be that we don't have an internal PMO or any sort of PMO support that's helping us keep the program on track and helping us keep our software vendors and outside implementation partners on track. When we say the software is not working right, that was an example of a potential problem we identified up here. Why is the software not working? Is it a technical issue? Is the software just not built the way it needs to be built? Or is it an organizational issue and we're resisting the change? We could be using the software the way it was built, but we're resisting it. So we have to define what is the root cause. Why is the software, quote unquote, not working? Because that can have different definitions depending on what the real root cause is. So for example, I'm just going to use the, the example of resisting change. Our employees are refusing to use software the way it was built. They want to revert back to the way things have always been done. Of course, the other option could be that it could be the software itself actually doesn't have the functionality you need, and that's a whole other problem that you would assess differently. And then finally, if training is a root cause, maybe the reason people don't understand the system is because we haven't done enough training and we haven't done enough user adoption types of activities. So here we'd say lack of training is a, is a problem that we can really start to attack. And oftentimes when we go through this assessment exercise, these are just a few examples, by the way, there's a lot more that most organizations are gonna have. I'm just trying to keep it simple here for discussion purposes. But a lot of times when you go through this exercise, you find that there's some really low hanging fruit, minor improvements and minor tweaks to the way you've been running the project that can have a huge impact on getting the project back on track. If you look at things like not having project governance and people resisting change, lack of training, those aren't huge high dollar types of investments. They're gonna cost you a lot of time and effort. These are minor but really high value incremental improvements that we can be making to our business. So the key here is really to think about symptoms, root causes, what are we gonna do here with these root causes now that we've assessed the situation, we fully understand why the project's off track, and now we can move to the next phase, which is what I'll talk about next. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. So once we've assessed the situation, now we can define the remediation plan. 
So this is where we say we have these root causes here. Now we need to take action to attack these root causes and these, these root causes of the problems. So here's where we might say we're going to establish a PMO. When I say PMO, by the way, I'm, I'm talking internal PMO. I'm not saying let's go to our software vendor or system integrator who helped create this problem. Let's use them to be our PMO. Clearly, that's not working, so we're not going to do that. But what we are going to do is work to build an internal PMO, some sort of capability, even if it's not a separate PMO department. It could be just a PMO team, even if you leverage outside help to help you build that. Companies like Third Stage can help you do that because we're independent, we're agnostic, we're not trying to sell software, but we can help you build that sort of internal PMO. If these two things right here are a problem, which we've stated is a problem, resisting change and lack of training, that must mean that we need some sort of change management strategy and plan that's highly tailored to what the situation is we're in right now. So we'll just call this, uh, we'll call it OCM plan, which again, you might already have one, but clearly it's not working if we're having these problems here. So we need to modify it and enhance the OCM plan so that we've addressed these issues that we have here. I'm going to come back to the software not working right. If this is truly a technical issue here, or if there are technical issues, it may be that there's some remediation we need to do there to address the fact that the software is not working right, if it really is technical. I know we've said that resisting change is one of the root causes of the software not working right, but it could also be that the software itself just isn't built the way it needs to. So here's where we might say assess the solution, and more importantly, find a better solution. So in other words, we may not totally abandon the software, the core ERP system that we're implementing, but we may modify the overall architecture and the overall suite of products that we're deploying. It could be that there's new modules that we might need to deploy from our current vendor. It could be that there's third-party bolt-ons that would better fit and better solve some of the problems that we're not getting to here. So we need to make sure we really look at our full set of options. And even though this is an ERP implementation, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have just one system and one vendor that's going to deploy the software throughout your organization. You have to be open to other best-of-breed options, even if it's used on a limited basis throughout your organization. In some extreme cases, and we've seen this more and more recently in the last year or two among the clients within our company at Third Stage, is we're finding that some organizations are finding that their initial plan, their initial software vendor, their initial choice of ERP vendor was off. It was wrong. The software they chose is not what they thought it would be. It's materially misfit for what the needs are of the organization, and they will either pull the plug on the project entirely or pause it until they can go through this exercise of figuring out what the best path forward is. Now, in the cases where it's more extreme and you need to replace your software vendor, you have to look at what you spent so far as a sunk cost. I know it's tempting to think that, well, we have to keep investing in this because we've already invested X amount of money, so we've got to keep going. You don't have to keep going. It might actually be cheaper for you to pull the plug, try to recoup as much of that cost as you can, even though you're not going to get it all back, and then reinvest those dollars in any future budgetary spending on a solution that's a better fit and a roadmap that's a better fit going forward. So organizations have varying degrees on a spectrum of problem projects all the way to completely failed projects and complete disasters, and there's a whole gray area in between. So it really depends on where you are on the spectrum of project recovery. But the key here is that we want to develop a remediation plan that addresses the root causes that are unique to you as an organization. So the third step in this process is executing the plan. So we'll just call this execute for now. Here's where we actually move into execution mode. We take the plan that we've developed, and again, there's going to be a lot more tasks in your remediation plan than what I've drawn out here as an example. 
but you're going to take these plans and these tactics and now start to execute. Now, the key here is really to make sure that you've resourced the project correctly and that you've right-sized the resourcing that's required to adjust and adapt to this new plan. You want to make sure you have the right budget going forward. Chances are pretty high you might have had unrealistic expectations to begin with, or at the very least, it's clear that you're spending more than you thought you would in the implementation. So we need to make sure we have a budget that's aligned with that. If we can't get more budget, then we know we probably have to do something to fix the solution itself. We might have to scale back on scope. We might have to cut some of the modules that we thought we would need, but maybe we just can't afford right now as an organization. And one of the most important tactics that we typically see during execution is the change management. In most cases, if not all of them, when we have the sort of recovery that is underway with a client, there's a heavy dose of the people side and the adoption side and the change management side of the implementation that went wrong, and we need to focus the execution on this. And what this may also mean is as we execute, it may mean that technology doesn't go away, but technology becomes less important. I'm, I know I'm being dramatic by Xing that out. It's not going away completely, but we may throttle way back on the technology and reinvest our dollars into the things that matter most, which is the things that are gonna help us remediate and get this back on track. So hopefully this has given you some tips of things to think about, whether you're just facing some initial turbulence in a project or whether you're completely off the rails and you're a complete mess, or if you're somewhere in between, this simple framework is a way to address those challenges and make sure that you get your project back on track. If you're looking for more information on how to make your implementation more successful, please download our Lessons from 1000 ERP Implementations. It's a white paper that we published that covers 20 best practices to help implementations be more successful, regardless of what software you're implementing. And there's some good lessons in there that might help you augment the information we've discussed here today. You can read that white paper by scanning the QR code in front of you, or you can click on the links below. So if you found this information useful, I hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.